Okay. Don't make me come tell you again in September. Amen? We need this. This is us. This is our body. These are your kids. Every kid in here, they're my, I'm everybody's deal here. Amen? I have a lot of kids running around. They call me, hey, they, some call me dad. Some call me poppy. Some call me Theo. And, and, and people look at me and go, that kid, that's your nephew? I said, come on, man. You know, we're Hispanic. We're African. That's who we are. You know, we all Theos and Titis. And that's what we call to do. Amen? So can we really support this ministry? We need that. For September, I just need somebody to, to say, you know what? I'll give a year and, and I'll, I'll give up my, my time for a year to teach and pour into some kids. Amen? Amen. So for this summer, um, we, we've decided to make it a series this summer and, may, and use the title from last week's message, Make It Matter. So our series for this summer is Make It Matter. Every message that you hear is going to be geared toward taking your life and making it matter. Can we say amen? Because listen, man, nothing's getting better out there. Amen? Nothing. Anybody sick of watching videos? Anybody sick of the social media just again and again and again? And this one shot this one, and this one shooting this one, and this one got shot, and this one shot at. It's time that the body of Christ would shine. That we would make it matter. And listen, the only way that that is going to happen is that not so much that we're here. It's good that we're here. We need to be here. It's not so much that we're here, though. It's who we are when we're out there. Taking our lives and making it matter. Making it matter, shining in the workplace. The, the word says, there's a scary scripture that says, if, if, what good is salt if it loses its saltiness? And the word says, Jesus said, you and I are the salt of the earth. We are the adobo seasoning of this world. Amen? And the world says, what good is, uh, imagine an adobo that don't taste like anything. What good is it for salt if it loses its saltiness? So we need to stay salty, my friends. Amen? All right, so anyway, never mind. So our, our sermon series is Make It Matter. Today I want you to welcome Pastor Lou. He's going to share a message with you titled, No Matter What. No Matter What. Come on. Cool. What up, fam? What's going on? Good. Chilling, chilling? Everybody knows we got chilling, chilling. I've been saying that since 97. So, but um, check it out. Georgia asked me, you know, we were originally supposed to tag team, but that didn't work out. You know, last minute, he's like, nah, God gave this to you. You do it. I'm like, oh, man, you know. So God knows everything. I know God has called me to preach, and I'm here. You got to be ready in and out of season. And God put me here to deliver this message to you guys, you know. Um, I was debating between different types of messages. What, what, what to title it? I was like, make it matter because you matter. You know, and there was another one, but this one just stood out. I text George. I'm like, George, what about make it matter no matter what? He was like, you know what? I like that one. And as soon as he says, as soon as he said that, it clicked. Yes, that's the one. And I got a, a, like, like an, a, an illustration in my head. You know, like, what can I do? And it came quickly, and it was the wedding vows, right? You, you guys, those who have been married said your wedding vows before, right? A few years ago, probably forgot what it is. First of all, I want to shout out everybody who's had an anniversary this week. I know Megan and, and, and Jason had an anniversary this week, right? Yeah. We had, I think, Eddie and, and his wife and, and, and Rick and Melissa on vacation right now. So shout out to you guys, you know. 
I've been married for 13 years now, right, babe? 13 years? 13 years now. George and Michelle, 20-something years already. 27. Dang. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome, you know? So, you know, God gave me this illustration about the wedding vows. Like, that's, if you, hear the, if you look at the wedding vows, it's deep. It's a no matter what type of vow, you know? I, Lewis, take you, Veronica, to be my wife. To love you, to honor you, for better, for worse, richer, poorer, right? In sickness and in health, forsaking all others. Just giving myself, being faithful to you. So death do us part, right? That's the wedding vows. It's easier to say it, right? We can say it, but it's one thing, and it's another thing to actually live it out. Anybody can agree? Anybody forget the vows that you said when you got married? I, I, I promise to love you, to put myself aside for you, to lay myself down for your needs. And it goes back and forth. I have to do that for my wife. My wife has to do it for me. We got to love each other, you know? And it's easy to do it when things are going good, right? When you first get married, things are good, you know? You get into argument, you, you fix it really quick, right? It's like, ah, oh, babe, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's squash it. You forgive each other. You move on, right? It's easy. It's cool. Right? It's easy to love when things are going good, when your marriage is good, when, when the kids are not bugging out and, and acting wild and out and it causes friction in the marriage. Right? It's easy. It's easy to love. It's easy to honor. Right? It's easy to... And, and another thing too also, you know, we are to honor our wives and our husbands. And I want to take this time to honor my wife, my beautiful wife over there sitting in the corner. You know, she's an awesome, awesome person. Yeah, she may come in at times, you know, she may have that, maybe that face, that grill, you know, like don't mess with me, don't touch me, you know, don't look at me or whatever. But if you really get to know her, she's an awesome person. She loves hard. She's a sweetheart, you know, and that's the youth can tell, you know, that she loves them, you know. And I honor her and I thank her for being there for me and being my support and, 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 and being with me in, in youth ministry and putting up with my stuff and, 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 and just pouring out into, you know, just pouring out, venting to her. So thank you, baby. I love you. I honor you, you know. And, and we, as, as husbands and wives, need to do that, you know. Shout out to those who even, you know, that did the, the what is it, the, the, um, the spouse challenge on Facebook, you know, honoring and espousing, you know, honoring your spouse. That's awesome. That's awesome, you know. So we are to honor and love our, our wives, our husbands. And that, like I said, it's easy to do it when things are good, right? When things are going great, it's easy, right? So, Check this out. It's easy to love your spouse when you got the money. When you guys both working, you going out, you having dinner, you going on vacation, there's more than enough. You guys don't have no debt. Everything is good. There's no, no, no problems because of financial issues because a lot of marriages struggle with financial issues and it affects the marriage. You know, so you, everything is going good. It's easy to love. It's easy to love her. It's easy to love him because everything's going good, right? It's easy to love when... Everybody's healthy, nobody's sick, nobody has a chronic illness, you know. Uh, 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 it's, it's easy. It's so easy. But what happens when the thing hits the fan and it gets a little tough and a little hard, right? It goes from better to bad to worse, right? Better to bad to worse. Those things that when you first got married, you know, it really didn't bother you as much. You worked it out, you know. But now those little things are starting to get on your nerves. They're starting to irk you. I'm like, man, how... 
how did I marry this person? I got to put up with this person. I got to, yes, you got to love this person and work through it and, and work it out. You know, it could be something as simple as, you know, as leaving the toilet seat up, you know, you know, leaving the house and leaving everything on the floor. And it could be something serious as jealousy, you know, as uh, at first he wasn't as jealous as then bother me. But now the jealousy is getting stronger, you know, and, and we have to stick to our vows and say, you know what, I'm going to love you through this. You know, and there are other issues that 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 that, that marriages go through and put it, you, you know, it's probably one in your head right now. You know, things go to worse. And to make a little, you know, uh, uh, just to throw this in there, sometimes you get married, right? And, and, and you're attracted to the person. They got a six-pack, right? They got a full head of hair. You know, they're looking good. You know, the, uh, everything is right. And what happens where all of a sudden, you know, they start to pack up a little pounds and, 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 and maybe, you know, they start balding and, 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 and they don't look the same as they used to, not attract them as they used to. You still got to love them. Love them no matter what, you know? So what happens when... You went from having all the money in the world, or you know, not all the money in the world, but you had the money, you're paying your bills, and all of a sudden, you lose your job. There's no money. You went from more than enough to maybe, you know, just enough to not enough, right? To not enough. That you don't have enough money to pay your bills. You don't have enough money to, that, that collections are calling you, and, 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 and you're about to be evicted, and, and, and are we still going to love and be there for each other and, and take about, like, you know what, we're going to get through this together. I'm going to help you. We're going to get through this together. The vows is a no matter what type of vow. No matter what type of vow. Just like it's easy to honor your spouse, right? When things are going great, how is it with God? When things are going great, Right? Everything's perfect. Your marriage is awesome. Everything's going good. Your relationship, you worship God. You, you're this, you're that. It's, it's just awesome. You're in the presence of God. You're feeling God, right? It's easy to worship God when things are going good, right? You're praying. You're reading the word. You're getting into it. There's, there's peace in the home. The kids are, not, are, are, are getting along. You know, they're not acting up, you know? God blesses you financially. You have more than enough. Right? It's easy to praise God when, you know, you can do, like, like I said, the vacation. You can go out and eat. Everything is good. God is providing. Thank you, God. You're awesome. It's easy, right, to praise God. You have a car. You have a house. You know? You're healthy. There's no, again, no, no sickness. No, nothing's wrong with you. You're completely healthy. Right? Completely healthy. And that's kind of like Job. I know if you, many of you guys heard the story before. You're going to hear it again. And sometimes we need to be reminded, even though you know the story already, but sometimes we go through stuff and we need to be reminded two, three, four, five times the same story because we need to hear it at that time what we're going through. Just like you heard David and Goliath before, you heard of Jonah, you know, uh, 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 Peter walking on water. So you're going to hear it again, Job, and what he went through because God wants to remind you. God wants to remind you. So Job was a man from us, Right? He was a man from the land of Oz, not Oz, not Wizard of Oz, not the prison Oz, like back in the days, the HBO show, right? Oz, his name was, jo was Job. This man was blameless and upright. Doesn't mean he was sinless, he was blameless, like he would do what he had to do to make himself right before God. He was blameless, like God couldn't hold anything against him, right? He feared God. Not like, I'm scared of God, like if, you know, God's going to, if I do something wrong right now, God's going to strike me with lightning and, and kill me, and, 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 no, he reverenced God. He had a, a, a respect for God, right? 
He had a big family. He had 10 kids. Lee and Josh, you only have five. He had 10, you know. So that's a big family. Imagine having 10 kids in the house. That, I have two kids. It's crazy. Imagine having 10 kids and change. It's, it's, oh, my God. I, I can't even picture it. I can't even picture it. You know, kids fighting and arguing and, 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 and fighting for the shower. And, and, and it's crazy, right? But imagine also having 10 parties a year or seven because this guy, you know, Job, he said his, only the son celebrated the birthdays, it says, and not the daughters. So imagine having seven birthdays. Every month is a birthday in my house. You know, it's kind of like that now. We live in a three-family house, and I got the family there. So every month, almost every month of the year, there's a party going on. There's something going on, right? This Job was rich, right? He has 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, large number of servants, workers. And if you add that up in this time right now, that's about 40 to $50 million this dude was worth. 40 to 50. So he had money. He had an awesome family, right? He, had a, 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 he was a man of God, right? And he also sacrificed for his sons. He, he would offer up a burnt offering, right, as a sacrifice just in case his sons, you know, did something wrong and sinned. Us as fathers, are we praying for our children? Are we lifting up our children in prayer and praying for God's protection over them and God's covering over them? Are we speaking life into them? Speaking God's destiny and, 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 and just speaking life over your child. Are we doing it? Yes, it's good that the wife does it, but it's something when the man just steps up to the plate. The father just steps up and leads and just starts praying and speaking life over the child. There's something powerful about that. So fathers, let's step up and if you haven't done it, let's do it. Pray over your child. Get your child together. Pray over them. Speak life over them. Lay your hands over them. You know, let's do it. So yeah, he had it all together. But what happens if you take everything away? Take away everything. So this is what happens. The angels were together and they presented themselves to the Lord. They went before God and Satan showed up too. And God's like, Satan, what you doing here? Why are you here? What's up? Now I'm just going to and fro, you know, to and from the earth, looking, see, you know, just looking around, looking around. And in First Peter 5 eight, it says that the enemy, be alert and sober-minded because the enemy prowls around like a lion looking to see who he can devour. Right? He's prowling. He's looking. He's restless. Like, man, who can I get? Can I get, the, uh, uh, can I get Derek, I believe, or I forgot your name. Yeah, you know. Can I get, um, you know, uh, Bert? Can I get, you know, who? He's, Brianna, who can I devour today? He's roaming around seeing who, 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 right? So that's what he does. So he was roaming around like a lion, just looking, looking, looking. And God said, you know what? Have you checked on my boy, Derek? Have you checked on my boy, CJ? My son, my servant, have you checked out Job? This man is, loves me. He fears God. He's blameless. He's upright. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I, I've seen him. I, I, you know, you, you, I know. You've blessed him with a lot. You've given him a lot. That's why he serves you, right? That's why he does all this. He, he, he's upright. He does it because why? Because you gave him all this stuff. You even protect. You have a hedge around him, his family, right? His, his property, when you're a man of God, when you fear God, when you're blameless before God, God puts a protection over you, your family, your property, everything, your house, everything. So keep that in mind. When you're a woman of God, a man of God, God protects you. Nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you. But there are instances where God just lifts that hedge up and allows, right? 
So yeah, so God was like, all right, check him out. You know, check out Joe. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, if you, I bet you anything, if you take everything away from him, he's going to curse you right in the face. He, he's not going to, he's, he's going to turn his back on you. He's going to curse you. God was like, all right, cool. Let's see. Let's see. Right? So God knows everything. So what happens? The destruction begins. A message comes and runs to Job. And he's like, Job, I'm the only one who, could, who, who, who was able to make it today. There was an attack on, uh, on uh, you know, there was an attack and they stole the oxen and killed the workers, right? And as soon as that happens, another person runs up to Job. Job, yeah, I was the last person to make it. I'm sorry, but you know what? A lightning bolt came, struck the sheep and the shepherds and everything is gone. All the sheep are dead and all the shepherds are, 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 are you know, dead as well. Because the lightning strike. Imagine that. Like, what the heck is going on? First, my, you know, the, the, the oxen and the workers are dead. Now, the sheep and the ship. What is going on? Like, and, and, and right there, another one. He comes to Job. Another messenger comes to Job. He's like, Job, people came from three different sides and took, right? They took the camels and they killed all the camel drivers, right? It's like, what is going on? Have, have you guys ever been through that where stuff just happens back to back to back? Like, God, what is going on right now? Right? What is going on? I, I, I lose my job, right? I, I lose my job. My kids are acting up. I get a phone call. I come home from, from, from work and I get a phone call that my son's being suspended, right? My light's about to be shut off. And just things just come back to back to back to back. You guys been there. I've been there. I know. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all, you know? So the last thing that happens, you know, he runs to, you know, he, another messenger comes up, runs to Job. He's like, Job, I'm sorry, but... There was a strong wind that came and knocked the house down where your kids were partying at and all your kids are dead. I don't know about you, but imagine losing your property, everything you worked so hard for, your business, right? Everything, your job, you lose all your belongings, your clothes, your car, your house, everything. This is why, and even to top it all off, I mean, I could lose all of that, but if I lose my kids, man, that's, 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 that's the hardest. That is the hardest. I can't imagine what he went through. The pain and, 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 and going from having everything, from living a blessed life, having everything you could ever imagine, to having nothing, to having no house to live in, to have no property, no car, no kids. The only thing he's left with is his wife. Everything gone, 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 gone. And like I said before, some of us probably have experienced that. Losing your job, not having enough money, from having everything. Your business is slow. Your employees leave to go to another competitor. Your friends all of a sudden just start betraying you. Like, what's going on? And everything just back to back to back. You're close to being evicted from your house, or you got evicted, and now you're living in a homeless shelter. You can't make house payments. The house goes into foreclosure. Your car, you wake up the next morning, the car gets broken into, it's stolen. Your bills are in collection, you're getting a lot of phone calls left and right. You're getting disconnect notices on, on, on Con Edison, and you can't do another one because you can't do another payment plan because you broke the last one. I've been there, I know, and your light gets cut off. My lights have been cut off, and it's the hardest thing, having a wife and a child, and it's the summer, and it's hot. It's crazy, man. I've been there. I can say that because I've been there, you know? You have a child thinking 
Your kids are rebelling. Your spouse wants a divorce now. You're going through a lot of stuff. You lose a child. I can't imagine what it is to lose a child. I had my cousin lose her daughter for, for some, some accident that happened. She choked on a marshmallow. She was like 11 years old. Losing a loved one, you know, losing family. There was a lady in this church who lost her son and he was murdered, stabbed to death. And she still came here every day and, and, and for the funeral and worshiping God and worshiping God. How would you react if you went through what Job went through? What would you do? What would you do? Would you, would you curse God and, and, and turn away? And say, God, I, I, I'm, I, I'm serving you. I'm doing everything I do. I go to church. I, I pray over my children. I, 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 do, it, I do everything in ministry. And, and this is the, the thanks I get. This is the, are you going to turn away from God? Honestly, I don't know how, how I would react with my child. Be honestly, you know, uh, taken away. It may be rough at first. It may be rough. But, you know, I know I will give God the glory. And we can really say some really bad, horrible things when we're upset and we're mad. But what does Job do? Job shaves off his head, takes off his robe, and he's like, naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. I came empty into this world. I'm going to go back to God empty. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. That was his response. God, you gave me all this that I have. You gave me my job. You gave me my family. You gave me my property, my sheep, my car, everything. You gave it to me, but you, God, are the one that takes it away. And if you take it away, then amen. You know God. But I'm sure, you know, he was crying when he was in this. He was emotional because he lost everything. So in his emotion, in his, in his, the way he was feeling, he was just letting it out. And what he does, he says, in all of this, Job did not sin charging God with the wrongdoing. He didn't sin. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He praised God. With all the stuff that was going on in his life, he didn't turn away from God and say, you know what, God, forget it. Forget it. I'm out. You took away my family. You took away my house. I'm out. I can't take this no more. No, he said, you know what, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to bless your name. It reminds me of the verse in the Psalms where it says, you know, I will bless the Lord in all times. Not sometimes. Not a few times, but in all times. No matter what happens in my life, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how bad things look, no matter how people turn their back on me, I'm going to praise God. It may not be easy, and you may be doing it with a heart of, you know, just you're, you're crying, but you're saying, I'm going to praise God through the situation. I'm going to get through this, right? So Job won that one, right? So then it comes back again, right? So check it out. Job now, right? He's covered already five out of the six vows. He covered loving God, honoring him, being faithful to him, right? And when he was doing good, for better, for worse, he lost his house, lost everything, right? For richer, for poor, 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 you know? Um, you know, richer, poor. And, and, and so he's already covered five things, right? In health, which is the fifth one. But now let's get to sickness. Is he going to serve God in sickness? So what happens? Again, the angels present themselves to the Lord. Saint comes up. And God's like, what's up? What you doing here? Now nah, I'm just checking, checking things out. He's like, yo, you checked out Job? Checked out Job? He made it last time. He made it through what you tried to take him down. But he's still here. He held his faith. He's integrity. He didn't leave me. He didn't turn his back on me. You see him, right? 
He's like, yeah, yeah. But why don't you strike him with health? I mean, it's trick him with a sickness. He'll do anything to stay alive, but if you attack his flesh, if you attack his bones, he's straight up just going to curse you out, turn his back on you. He was like, all right, let's see. Go do what you want, right? But don't kill him. God puts a limit on what Satan can do in your life. You can go this far. Don't go too far, but I'll let you do this much, you know, because that's my son. So he gave him a limit. And the same thing with the first time. First time he said, you know what? You can do whatever you want. You can take whatever you want, but don't hurt him. The first one was hurt him. This one is kill him. Don't kill him. Right? So he's like, all right, cool. So he goes, and now he goes to him, uh, uh, Job, and, and plagues him with a sickness, boils. You know, also just a bunch of, like, like just boils of just skin, just, just itching and, 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 and burning. And the only way he can, he can feel better or do something is by taking uh, um, carving a piece of pottery and just taking it out and just scratching himself. And, and, and so imagine, right, you're going from being a healthy person to now having a chronic illness, a chronic disease, you know, where he said, the only peace I get is when I get like two or three minutes of sleep or two or three hours of sleep. That's the, the only time I get some rest. Instead of getting bread for dinner, I'm getting groans, right? I'm getting just, uh, I'm, I'm just in pain 24-7 because of this, you know? And through it all, he still didn't curse God. He still didn't sin against God. And here you have his wife, right, who says, you know what? Why don't you just curse God and die? Woman, please don't do that to your husbands. When he's down and out, don't kick him any harder. Though, you know, he's, he, he, he lost his job. He's receiving unemployment. You know, he's trying to do what he has to do. Don't kick him while he's down. Encourage him. Woman, your, your, your wives, you're the helpmate to help the husband, you know? So he told, you know what? You're talking out of your mouth. You're talking out of your head. Just chill out. Right? He told her, just relax. Relax. So what happens after that? Take it now. Woo. Say no matter what. Say no matter what. All right, cool. So now, you can start playing, Jason. So now in, in Job 3, right? Job chapter 3, he's at a point in his life where he's like, you know what? Well, God, why don't you take my life? I can't live like this anymore. I can't. I can't live with this pain that I'm going through, God. Why was I even born? Why could I have been like one of those stillborn babies? Why was I born to have everything and lose it in an instant? Lose my family. Lose every, everything that you've blessed me. And now the sickness. The sickness that kills me. That hurts. God, don't you see my pain? I can't take this anymore. I can't take this pain. I can't. We ever been there where we're just like, God, I just can't take this no more, God. I can't take this pain in my life. Some of you may have a chronic illness that causes back pain or something, and, 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 and you're always in pain, and I, I can imagine it gets frustrating. And like, God, where are you? Don't you see the pain that I'm going through? Don't you see my body, my back hurts? I have to be on painkillers, and I don't want to get addicted, you know? And I'm going through all this pain, and God, I, I can't take it no more, God. You're, at your, you're like almost at your end. Anybody been there? Are there now? Like God, and, 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 and throughout this whole time where he, he was sick, right? Throughout this whole time that he was sick, 
God didn't speak to him not even once. Now remember, he was going through a test. And what happens when you're in school and you take a test? Does the teacher help you with the test? Does she go up to you and tell you, okay, well, you do this and you do that. And, and no, the teacher stays quiet. Why? Because the teacher already taught you everything you needed to know. It's up to you if you were paying attention in class. It's up to you if you were paying attention here, as George was speaking, right? And God gives you everything you already need. And you know what's the cool thing about it too? It's an open book test sometimes where what do we do, God? Just open up the Bible. The answer's there. Get into this word. Let God speak to you. Sometimes God, you know, probably won't speak to you, you know, like, you know, like in your spirit, but sometimes it'll be through his word. And get into his word and let God speak to you. But throughout the whole time, God didn't speak. And he was complaining and complaining and complaining. So one day God just rebuked them and was like, you know what? Where were you when I built, when I created the earth, when I made its dimensions? Do you know how deep the water is? Do you know how deep it is? I'm God. I know everything. Don't worry about it. And he repents. You know what, God? I'm sorry. You are God. You're awesome. How can I question you, God? I may not understand it, but God, I praise you. I praise you. And through it all, no matter what he went through, he praised God. He didn't turn his back on God no matter what came his way. From losing everything he had to having sickness. Everything, he didn't turn away from God. No matter what, he praised God. No matter what, he stood with God. And that's what God wants you guys to do. To be. No matter what, be with him. Let's be like Job. No matter what comes our way, no matter what attacks our family, anything, that we would stick to God because that's the only thing that's going to keep us through. That's the only thing that's going to keep us and get us through that test, through that storm, through that hurricane, through the tornado. Let's be like Job and praise God no matter what. Stick with him no matter what. Just bow our heads real quick. And like I said, you see, he stuck to, even though he didn't say the vow, but he stuck to it. He loved God. He honored God for better, for worse. When he was rich, when he was poor, when he was healthy, he was sick. And since he stood faithful, God blessed him with a double portion. God blessed him with more than what he had before because he stood faithful. Because he didn't turn his back. Because he didn't curse God. No matter what came his way, he stood his ground.
And I don't know where you're at in your, 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 you know, what's going on in your life. And maybe you have turned your back on God. Maybe you've left God for whatever reason. Things got bad in your life and, 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 and things just started going wrong. And, 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 and you just started, you know what, God, I can't take this no more. And you stop going to church and you stop serving God. Right now, you could recommit. Recommit. Some of us just maybe just want to renew our vows and say, you know what, God? I promise to love you. I promise to honor you. For richer, for poor. In sickness and his health to death does his part. So I'm going to do two things. First, if you're down to do whatever it is, God, I'm, I'm going to worship you no matter what. I'm going to keep on going despite me hearing you, despite me going through everything I'm going through. God, I'm going to decide to praise you all the days of my life. I want you to repeat after me. And we're going to say these vows that we're, no matter what happens in our lives, that we're going to stick with you, God. So I want you to repeat after me. I, and then put in your name, take you, God, to be my husband, to love, to honor, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, forsaking all others being faithful to you so death does us part. Amen. So, so let's leave today with a thing, with a, it's something inside you saying, no matter what, I'm going to praise God. No matter what, I'm going to stick with God. No matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, no matter who turns their back on me, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to stay faithful. No matter what happens, I'm going to make it matter for myself, for God, for my family. Because you know what, Job, I'm sure he spoke, his kids knew about what happened, right? So since he, he stood it out, it mattered to his children and it made a, uh, I'm sure his children were blessed like, wow, dad, you went through that. You had, I had 10 other brothers and sisters. I had, you had all this thing and you lost and you still stood faithful to God. I want to be just like you, dad. I want to be just like you. He made it matter no matter what. So we need to make it matter no matter what for our wives, for our children. Let's make it matter. I'm asking the worship team to come up. We can end it in, in, in worship. And also, if anybody needs prayer, you're going through a situation right now. You're going through something right now. And, and you need somebody just to pray for you. You've been calling out to God. You haven't heard from God in a while. And you're just like, man, I just need somebody to pray for me today. I, I just need somebody to lift up my arms. I need somebody to just encourage me today. If that's you, I ask you the prayer team to come up. And I'm going to ask you just come up and just get prayed for. Because God is here in this place. God, and who knows, maybe today your test is over. Maybe today's the last day and today's like, you know what? You passed the test. It's over. So if you need prayer for whatever it is, you need somebody just to pray for you, come to the front and just receive that prayer. Receive it.